Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber and I am joined by Paul Herman. Paul, how are you? I am well. I have my Haribo rattlesnake uh, gummy worms ready to go with my Diet Coke. So yeah, I'm ready to do a little long haul podcasting. That's right. Yeah, this is going to be a longer recording session. Not that it really matters to any of you listening because you're just getting one episode right now. Uh, But we're Mm -hmm. doing a a little bit of uh, extra recording to make sure we stay on schedule for our In the Endgame series, which is what we are continuing in this episode. So last time we put Black Widow and Hawkeye in the Endgame this week. Uh, I think it's for the first time because we've paired up characters before, uh, but this time we have three characters that we have to put into the Endgame. So that's going to be Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, and Colonel James Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine, also once known as Iron Patriot. So we have three characters to go over this week. Now, in the case of... Bucky and Sam, we won't have a lot to say about their role in Avengers Endgame because they're presently dead in Avengers Endgame after the events of Avengers Infinity War. But of course, we're going to talk about their journeys to this point and then what we expect for them in the future. But Paul, let's go ahead and actually start with Mm. Rhodey. Uh, Much like the Bruce Banner and Hulk episode, this is an instance where we have somebody, where we have a character who actually started out with a different actor. We had Terrence Howard in the first Iron Man. And then we switch to Don Cheadle starting in Iron Man 2, and he has been Rhodey ever since. Now, when we look at the path of this character, he's been a supporting player, obviously, in the Iron Man series. And then he's briefly appeared in team-up films, or not that, well, briefly in Avengers Age of Ultron. He had a more meaningful role in Captain America Civil War. But I think what I'm really excited about Avengers Endgame is just based on the trailers, this might be the biggest role we've ever had for Rhodey in any of these movies in terms of Mm. just how integral he is to the plot. I mean, well, I should also say he was in Avengers Infinity War and played a big part in the Battle of Wakanda, obviously. Uh, But this might be even more central to the plot for that because this is, uh, compared to Avengers Infinity War, this is a smaller group by the nature of so many people having turned to dust in the events of Avengers Infinity War. So I'm really excited about what Rhodey will do in this film. I mean, there's a couple really cool shots of him so far, including that shot with Rocket on his shoulder. And I can kind of see Rocket and Rhodey getting along very well in this film because they're both big fans of having lots of guns. So uh, (laughs) I think I have uh, pretty high expectations actually for Rhodey in Avengers Endgame. Well, it certainly looks like Rhodey is going to be the Iron Man character in the movie because Tony Stark's probably not going to have operating armor for most of the movie, if not the whole movie. We don't know because we he'll don't have know. Armor. He'll have armor. We're not going to go. Have armor? Well, I mean, come on. We're not going to go through the culmination of, and I'm not talking about any spoilery stuff. We haven't seen armor yet in other than a helmet that he was recording a message on in the first right. Endgame trailer. But Tony's going to have armor in this movie. We're not going to have quite possibly the last movie in which Tony appears, or at least maybe the last movie for a while in which he appears as an active Avenger and not have him in armor. But... I think your point still I think your point still holds up though because mm-hmm. Tony won't be with the team. We don't know when we know Tony is reunited because we see him there with everybody in the quantum suits or whatever they are at the end of the second trailer, but it's going to take a while for that reunion to happen because we know that Tony's going to spend at least some of this film stranded in space and so I think Rhodey will be stepping up and being kind of a you know more of a, a not just 
somebody who's there on the Avengers, but might actually have a little bit more of a, a leadership type of presence on the team than maybe he's had in the past. Yeah, and that's kind of what I... And if, ever since I was a kid, I always thought of like who, you know, if someone replaces another character in a in a team up or a, in a team book or in a cartoon, there's always someone that kind of uh, when they replace somebody else, there's always a it, it's almost like a, not a direct replacement, but a similar replacement enough to where there's like uh, just a variation of that person. And like in the case of Iron Man and, and War Machine, it, it kind of fits that same kind of mold. It's really prevalent in the comic books, you know, where you have, you know, there's instead of there's the the strong character, there's like the medium strong character and things like that. Whereas, you know, for me, Iron Man's kind of that medium strong between the, the strongest person in, in the in the group or whatever. Usually, um, sometimes he's the, the strongest character in the group. But uh, mm. but yeah, so for for me, I, that's what I looked at War Machine's role as far as, as that goes, as, as getting that technological uh, suit. And having that in, in your because uh, I mean he is he's not power he, you know obviously he's got to have a suit and everyone right. else most everyone else has superpowers well I guess see Hawkeye and Black Widow don't have any superpowers but but yeah that's that's kind of what I, I I envision his role as being kind of like the Iron Man as far as just in the fight scenes if you yeah. will because because again you want to have the iconography of having that Iron Man like character but yet you want to like you make a great point too Sean that you're you're right they're probably gonna have he's gonna have some armor of Tony Stark well, uh, at some point in the movie, but it's got to be really a dramatic thing. And it has to be probably, you know, as far as we know, maybe Rhodey's the one that brings it to him, wherever he's at. I mean, maybe. we also heard there's rumors of other people, which will keep spoiler free, which I was not only spoiled on, but I've, I've, I've heard things or uh, theories, if you will. But yeah, I think Rhodey's role in this is going to be, I, I kind of feel like he's just going to kind of like, in the movie anyway, in its conclusion, I don't think he's going to die, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal whatever happens to him, if that makes any sense, too. Like, I don't think – I think it's going to be kind of like, oh, he's there and he's in his, like uh, – he's in his military uniform and he's going to smile and nod and wave at people goodbye and, and then he's going to walk off and that's it. I, I don't think there's going to be like a, a real good closure to his story as far as that goes. Like, there's a – some kind of resolution with him because there's there's not really anything with him. Rhodey's not really a really in-depth character. He's he's obviously he's obviously forgiven Vision for what happened to his legs. There's nothing really going on with him besides he's Tony's, you know, good friend and he works for the government and he is kind of like the liaison between yeah, well, that's basically where the, yeah, Avengers that, and uh, That's where there government. is a little yeah. But that's where I see a little bit of a break though with Rhodey because I agree with you that he hasn't had that much of an arc. I mean, there's a little bit of the relationship with Tony, obviously, in, in Iron Man 2, and they fight in a not very well-put-together scene, but they fight in, in whatever. But Rhodey's whole thing has still been following orders. Like, he's fallen in line with the chain of command in most, insta uh, most instances throughout the MCU, except for Avengers Infinity War, because he's told by Ross to arrest Cap and everybody who shows up at Avengers Compound. And then he just waves him off and says that's a court martial. So they, that's finally Rhodey breaking free of his military uh, background and then moving into being an Avenger. You know, that, that's at least that's what that moment kind of symbolized to me. Now, not that they lingered on the moment for a long time. It's very quick, mm -hmm. as most things in Avengers Infinity War are quick. But 
I think that still means something. I, I still think there is some significance to that for Rhodey as a character. And so him kind of, I don't want to say, he he didn't full-on reject his military identity, but pushing that aside and prioritizing his status with the Avengers, that was new for him. And so I think that does inform him as he, as he goes forward in Avengers Endgame, because, of course, you look at the larger issue. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how much the Sokovia Accords even matter, and how, how does anybody even care about that? After what exactly happened. after half of everybody on Earth is dead, who gives a shit about these uh, about the Sokovia Accords? <laughs> I mean, maybe right. some people do. Maybe some people do. Maybe there will be some backlash against the Avengers of like, hey, if you if you had done this legally, you could have stopped Thanos. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like maybe right. somebody, some idiot, tries to make that argument in Avengers Endgame. I don't know, but I think it really is more of Rhodey becoming a full fledged Avenger. So if we're looking at a journey for a character and, and him actually moving in a little bit of a different direction. I think we have seen that in Avengers Infinity War, and that could, you know, and maybe he will be taking on more responsibility in Avengers Endgame because now he really is much more all-in. Uh, but there's other yeah. things that are I think are interesting for uh, for Rhodey because we've seen that him, he and Sam worked well together in the Battle of Wakanda for Avengers Infinity War. And so, I, and I think that was part of their military background. Well, Rhodey was a colonel in the Air Force, and guess who just comes back via the mid-credit scene in Captain Marvel? Carol Danvers. I don't know if Rhodey and Carol Danvers knew each other. That hasn't been established. That could be established in Avengers Endgame. But even if they didn't know each other, maybe Rhodey heard about her. Or even if he had no prior knowledge of her, he's going to learn that she has an Air Force background just like she does, or just like he does. And so I could see them bonding in that way. So I could certainly see Rhodey having... Uh, a little bit more of closer friendships and bonds with other characters besides Tony, because that's kind of how he's been in with the Avengers for the most part. He's been Tony's friend, but seeing him form bonds with other characters as we started to see in Infinity War, and I think as we could see in Avengers Endgame, I think that really expands this character, and it also sets him up well for the future, because I agree with you. I don't really think Rhodey is going to die in this movie. I think he could, but I also think that they've, they've laid so much groundwork and could continue laying that groundwork in Avengers Endgame to show that there's more to this character than just being Tony's friend. And he will have other connections in the MCU so that that way, even if Tony dies or retires in Avengers Endgame, there's plenty for Rhodey to do. And there's plenty of people that he's friends with and would also want to work with uh, and stay on potentially as an Avenger. I don't even necessarily know that Rhodey retires at the end of this movie because, yeah. as you mentioned... You know, whether if Tony was the guy who wasn't wearing armor in this movie, he's going to. But in other movies, Tony won't be the guy wearing armor. Somebody's, you know, they probably want somebody to be wearing that armor, even if it's not necessarily the Iron Man armor. But having War Machine step in in that place, uh, that could certainly fit. So uh, I do think there's a lot of interesting things happening with, happening with Rhodey, and it will certainly expand on ideas for him in the future. Yeah, and what's funny you talk about, you know, Carol is that. She used to uh, date Rhodey in the comic books. She did. And I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen in the, in the movie. Uh, there, it's it's he's a little bit older than she is. Not, not that that's a, that big of a deal necessarily, but it's be a little little weird maybe at first. Uh, but that, but as far as their connection together, that would I think that that makes a lot of sense. So I'd be all about that having a, maybe a few scenes between the two characters, but. But yeah, there's not really much to say for me about War Machine other than that he is a very much a side character and he's had some good moments and I thought Don Cheadle has done a solid job with him. And 
there's there's really you know to me to me James Rhodes is a lot more complicated than than what the MCU version has given us, and that's that's not to say there's they've done something wrong, but yeah, it's not necessarily the the James Rhodes that I read in the comic books. He's a lot more complex, a lot more. Uh, he's not as he doesn't take orders as much as. As, as this James Rhodes does. He does to an extent, but not really. And he definitely stands up to Tony a lot more than, than what in the, uh, in the MCU, we get a little bit of that in Iron Man too. But after that, it's pretty much like we're best friends again, but there's, there's always kind of like, they're good friends in the comic books and they're close, but they're also, James has no problem telling Tony when to shut up and kind of get in his face. Like that's why I've always liked about that character, at least from the comic books that I have read from like the nineties and things like that, which is peak war machine when he was introduced, which I love those original comics. So, but yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely think James Rhodes is a, is a, is a fine character. He's not my favorite character, but I just don't think there's much more to do with them because he's just not really that. It doesn't really done that much. There's no arc. So yeah, I think you bring up a great point, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think war machine is, could very easily just kind of drift away and no one would notice to be honest i would notice i like don Cheadle as, well, you, as yeah, yeah, but yeah i mean i i noticed just about all of these things but uh yes. yeah <laughs> i i think there is more with that character though like this is where once again we bring in the idea of disney plus and we haven't heard about a roadie series but i mean come on like if war machine is still around how hard would it be to imagine a war machine series there's been talk about a Sam and Bucky Disney Plus series, who's to say Rhodey wouldn't be a character in that? I mean, who's to say Rhodey wouldn't make appearances in Captain Marvel films? I don't necessarily expect that romance to happen uh, the way that it did in the comics, but it could. But even if it's not a romance, you know, a friendship between Rhodey and Carol, that actually makes sense. We yeah. could see something like mm-hmm. that happen in uh, in Avengers Endgame, and that could continue in the Captain Marvel series or in subsequent Avengers films. I do think there are opportunities to expand on Rhodey's character just because we haven't necessarily seen a really strong expansion on his character or a big arc with him so far doesn't mean we can't in the future. Uh, I still think there are opportunities, but I think the biggest step is making sure he's not only associated with just being Tony's friend. And I think they did a lot of work on that in Avengers Infinity War, but I think we'll see even more work, or I shouldn't say a lot. They did some work on that in Avengers Infinity War, and I think we could see them expand on that in Avengers Endgame, and that could set Rhodey up for the future. Let's transition to talking about Sam, because I feel about Sam more of the way you feel about Rhodey, for sure, where I don't really have a, a strong observation or any strong insight when it comes to Sam's arc in the MCU. He started out being somebody who really liked Steve Rogers when he first met him, And he's continued to be the guy who really likes Steve Rogers and is one of Steve Rogers' best friends. We haven't really seen Sam go through different things. I mean, he has been kind of the conscience for Steve Rogers in certain moments. I'm not trying to say he hasn't had any importance in the story. He has, especially with, you know, he's been a good sounding board for Steve Rogers to bounce ideas off of and have discussions and debates about when it comes to Bucky and where he's at, whether that's in Captain America, the Winter Soldier or whether that's in Captain America Civil War and everything that uh, that Bucky was going through and that Steve was witnessing. And so, and obviously there's more of an arc with Bucky, which is why I've saved him for last. But uh, I think when it comes to Sam, I don't know how big of a role he gets to play in Avengers Endgame because he's dust right now. Uh, but it's really just been more of 
this is a really fun character that I've enjoyed, even if there hasn't been a massive arc. And then we know, or at least it seems like there's going to be a future for this character because of the reports of a Disney Plus series that would feature Bucky and Sam. Uh, so we'll talk more about, I think we'll just wait to talk about the future for Sam so we can talk about mm-hmm. it collectively with Bucky. Um, but Sam, yeah, I don't, there's not really a huge arc that he's been on. He's Steve's pal and he's going to be Steve's pal. Uh, but depending on what happens with Steve, that could obviously set things up for Sam in the future, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. Sam was, he, I, I really like Sam Wilson's Falcon character. And again, in the comic books, he's not really a super complex character. Unlike James Rhodes, who I think is a lot more complex and a little more interesting in the comic books. Sam has its moments in in the comic books, but he's not really super super interesting in a, in a, of himself. And I really did like his uh, Captain America comics. The Rook, uh, Rook Reminder wrote with him uh, taking on the mantle of Captain America. That was pretty cool, actually. But besides that, he's he's just kind of a you know he just kind of came back to for you know in in into the Marvel spotlight right before the com or him coming into uh winter soldier. And again, makes sense, but Captain America and, and uh, Falcon have been, you know, partners for a long time. And I think that cap, I think I love Captain America stories period in the comic books, but to me, cap's always best when he's got partners. And I think he, he is a great character to, to bounce people off of because of his, so straight laced, but he's also got his morals and he will never compromise what he thinks regardless. And that is when you put those things together, there's a lot of, you can really have some complex, interesting situations and there's lots of great, you know, underrated Captain America comic books. And a lot of them have the Falcon in it. And as far as the Falcon in the MCU, I feel they've done a decent job of, of portraying that. Like you said, they're becoming best friends really, really close and having that and showing how Steve needs that. And I think that's what's really cool is that Falcon kind of fit that. And they all kind of, they kind of help each other out. I think in, in the, in as far as the MCU goes, excuse me, um, as far as the MCU goes, I think what's interesting is they both are helping each other out in different ways. There's a, there's the obvious, like, well, I'm going to help you cap because we're good guys. They're, they're, yeah, that's obvious. But what I think is, what they've kind of portrayed to me in in the, in the movies is that Steve kind of needs that military friend that he can talk to, that can understand him where he's coming from, from that military aspect and he can relate to and bounce things off of. And I think Falcon, and then I think cap serves a purpose for Falcon in the fact that he is that military aspect in Falcon's life that he's missing that, you know, that he needs to be not, not saying he's a Falcon can't be his own man, but Falcon, you know, he kind of he, he yearns for it seems like some kind of leadership, you know, or as part of some kind of organization to, to do more than what he was doing. That's why he was doing the big group uh, thing with, with all the different soldiers. He wanted to be a part of doing something. And Captain America is kind of helping him fulfill that on a higher level that he doesn't have to be in the military for or whatever. And so I, I think that's what's kind of fascinating about these two characters in this in the MCU as they both kind of help each other out in different ways besides the obvious, like we're just really close because we can relate to each other. They're kind of helping serve each other in different ways that kind of the things that they need out of their experiences in the military that I think that they kind of thrive on and they, they need that to survive for themselves. And I think they both feed that of each other. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's, I'll always like that about Falcon. And again, it doesn't make him 
a complex character necessarily, but I like that idea that he's just kind of, he's just that straight partner for cap to, um, you know, bounce his, his stuff off of and be like, okay, you know, Falcon, this is what we're going to do. And he's like, yeah, 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 we get it. And again, like, I, I like that dynamic a lot. And I think, and I, I don't think you don't dislike it either, but, um, but yeah, I think I like it more than I think a lot of people probably do. And I also think that, it's it's a shame that he's he, he's gone in the in the snap. He's one of him and Bucky are definitely really bummed. I kind of wish I could trade War Machine for Falcon and Bucky, to be honest. But you know, I understand why they kept War Machine in there instead of those two. But but yeah, I, I think that unfortunately the future of, of Falcon isn't necessarily. Uh, it's it, I don't know. It's it's we'll get to more of that later. But yeah, I, I think with Falcon, it's I love what they've given us. And I'm bummed he's not going to be in the movie as far as like a main player. Yeah, no, I I really enjoy Anthony Mackie's portrayal as Sam Wilson. I find him an incredibly charismatic and entertaining character, and I'm always engaged and, and having fun when he's on screen. And, and there's a certain level of respect that I have for the character because I love the way he immediately respects Steve and how you know it doesn't really take much for him to know and be the right judge of character that Steve and Natasha, uh, regardless of what everybody's saying about them, uh, that uh, they're not the ones who are in the wrong. So when they're on the run from S.H.I.E.L.D. that he's really willing to help them right away uh, and stick his neck out for them, I absolutely love that about Sam. But I also love that his devotion to Steve doesn't necessarily make him just a straight-up yes-man to Steve. Like he, mm-hmm. when, when Bucky is a little bit of Steve's blind spot, Sam is kind of the one who's at least questioning that a little bit, uh, that he is a voice of dissent at times when it comes to uh, Steve Rogers. So I like that about this character. I I would not trade his spot for Rhodey because I, I do think Sam has actually had more time to shine in the MCU than Rhodey has uh, because, I mean, he had a bigger part in Civil War. He's part of the opening in, in Lagos. That's not something that Rhodey got to be a part of. So I like, I, I, I like that Sam is, I, well, I'll put it this way. I would love to see more of him in this movie, but I also think that because he's got a future with Bucky, maybe that's part of the reason why they were willing to let Sam go, but also just the That's idea fair. of also, I mean, let's go back to the point here that the surviving characters, most of these heroes are the original six Avengers and Rhodey is one of the people who isn't, but Rhodey's been here this entire time that the original yeah. six Avengers have been around. So spending more time with Rhodey when perhaps this could be the last time we see him, I don't necessarily think it is, but I certainly acknowledge that it very well could be. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's talk a bit about Bucky. We can't really, I don't know how much we can really pay off his arc in this film because <laughs> I guess it depends on when everybody comes back and how much time we get to spend with them when they come back and what all they get to do. But even if everybody comes back like halfway through the movie, I don't know how much time there's really going to be for any individual character who comes back from the snap to really pick up where things have left off with them. With Bucky, it's really just been more of him being the guy in Captain America, the first Avenger, who had to uh, check his ego a little bit when he realized that, hey, like I was kind of the guy in this friendship with Steve that the girls wanted. I was the guy. I was the big guy who was able to stand up for him. And now Steve is kind of the featured attraction, and I'm the friend. You know, I'm more of the the wingman, so to speak. And so it was interesting to see Bucky kind of dealing with that. But that, I mean. All that was temporary. He was there. He was supporting Steve. And then, of course, he falls in Captain America, the first Avenger. He becomes a Winter Soldier. And so it's really just him dealing with 
always being there, existing to fight. I mean, all the way up through Infinity War, where he says, uh, where T'Challa walks up to him with a brand new arm, and Bucky isn't going to say thank you. He's just going to ask the question, where's the fight? And T'Challa tells him on its way. And that's that's the tragedy of, of Bucky, is whether it's for good or for bad, he's been more of a weapon, you know, an instrument for a fight more so than anything else. Uh, and he hasn't really had a chance to really think about his own identity and who he is in the world and, and deal with all of these horrible things that he did as the Winter Soldier, but those weren't necessarily things that he was obviously in control of. He remembers them, but he wasn't in control of himself when he did them. And so now being free of the of the words, of the trigger words and everything from Captain America Civil War, because we, we can go ahead and assume that they fixed him in Black Panther because we saw him come out of that ice coma in that film and then go through Avengers Infinity War. So I think for Bucky, as far as what happens in Endgame, that all hinges on when everybody gets to come back in the story. So I don't really know what happens for him. The only thing I would say pointing to his future, as we talk about with Sam, I actually had Bucky as having pretty good odds to die in these movies. And uh, especially with Avengers Endgame, I mean, well, with Avengers Infinity War, when I saw him go to dust, I was like, is Bucky really going to be dead for good? And then I saw, you know, Black Panther gets dust and you're like, nah, everybody's going to be fine, um, <laughs> which is not to be dismissive of the ending. I love the ending of Infinity War and I think it's emotional and powerful and moving and all of those things. You can go back to our reviews for that. Uh, but well, because I know people are going to be like, well, are you, are you saying it didn't matter? No, I'm not saying it didn't matter. Uh, but. I had, even with that, I thought even if Bucky comes back, I could see him dying because of that phrase that really started in the Russo's first film in Captain America the Winter Soldier, with you till the end of the line. And so there was a part of me that thought, well, if Steve dies, I could totally see Bucky dying as that, as kind of fulfilling that with you till the end of the line thing of Steve and Bucky actually being with each other at the end of the line in Avengers Endgame. But then we see these reports of a Disney Plus show. And my assumption is that that show is going to take place post-Avengers Endgame because there's not really a lot of time for it mm -hmm. to take place before Avengers Infinity War because Bucky was on ice for almost all of that time and Sam was out being a secret Avenger with, with Steve and, and Natasha and everybody else. So I think it would have to be post-Endgame if that series is happening. So that tells me Bucky survives. So that's the one good thing I can say about Bucky is that this isn't really the end game for him. I think he's definitely going to uh, definitely going to live on. Yeah, you brought up one of my favorite parts of subtle parts in Infinity War when T'Challa brings the arm to Bucky, and I think that uh, oh my gosh, the actor's name Sebastian Stan. Yep, I think he does a great job of subtly just kind of staring at it and just says, "Where's the fight?" Like it's it's just it's expected. And he know it just the way the way he he does it is is so perfect. I feel it's a great great subtle performance, and he just it's 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 almost like he's tired of fighting, and he knows he has to do it. And he's just I just love him saying you know where's the fight, and T'Challa being like, yep, it's on its way, man. Yep. Get ready. Like I just it's it's such a great little moment. It's it really does a great job. Um, the scene and the actors playing it do a yep. great job of setting everything up in that one little spot and of just of that moment of capturing like, like what is happening and what's to be expected and it really affects Bucky. And I love that aspect of him that he is free of the brainwash and he is free and, and just being the he, he was a kind of a quasi Avenger for a, yeah. a, a few minutes. But he's so, never free from the fight. 
Yeah, exactly. And he, and that's kind of, he knows that. And, but yeah, there, there's Bucky's one of those characters that I'm really, I've, I've always, I'm always amazed and it'll, it'll never cease to amaze me that Bucky Barnes is one of the most popular Marvel characters in the, in, in the world now. I mean, it's amazing to me because I always, you'll hear me on every time I reference Winter Soldier. I'm just going to always talk about how Bucky was always dead and when I was a kid and there was no one was going to bring it back. Writers kept pitching ideas to Marvel and Marvel said, no, 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 there's no, just keep, we call it Bucky dead. Yep. You know, are, are they dead or are they Bucky dead? And they brought Bucky back and that kind of, that was a huge thing and it ended up being one of the best things that Marvel did. And, and the Winter Soldier is is proven to be in the comics a great character, but I think even more so a great character in the movies. And Sebastian Stan was perfectly cast in the movie, and I think he's fantastic. I love. I just want to see more of him. Again, I I wish he was survived the post snap, but again, it makes sense why War Machine would because he's a part of that original crew, mm-hmm. if you will. But yeah, I I think that there's a lot going on with that character, and I want to see more of him. And like I said, in Endgame, he disappears, he, he floats off and 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 is dust. He's dusted, if you will. And but yeah, there's I think Winter Soldier is a great character. I love him in the MCU, and I love I love that he is that emotional tie for Cap. And I love, and I'm, I'm really happy we're going to hear more about him in that that streaming service, which I'm assuming we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Yeah, well, right now actually. So, All right. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the the future of that show, or what that show is going to be, and what that means for Sam and for Bucky, if it is indeed true, I will say that even though it's been reported, I believe the reports, by the way, but it hasn't been officially announced. So. Even if there's going to be a show that has Bucky and Sam, we don't necessarily know that they're going to be the focus of it. But let's just go ahead and say that it would be, or that they would be the focus of the series. It would be very interesting. I mean, I don't want to get too far into what we think is going to happen to Steve in our when we actually get to Captain America in this series of episodes that we're doing. But let's just lay it on the line there that a lot of people think that Steve could die in this film. And I certainly think that it's a very likely possibility that Steve could die in Avengers Endgame. If he does, then that's very interesting for Sam and for Bucky because they've had a little bit of a, a rivalry. And we've seen that, especially in Captain America Civil War. Like, you couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you during the airport sequence. Like, we see all these different things in these interactions with them that they get along, but only to a point. And... Now, what happens to them if Steve Rogers is removed from the equation? If both of these guys basically lose their best friend with Steve Rogers, their mutual best friend and Steve Rogers, what does that do for them? What does that do for them individually, for Bucky and for Sam, to lose a friend and then have to keep going on and keep fighting new battles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And what does that mean for a friendship between the two of them? And that's, again, an opportunity for the two of them to bond as they share this grief over having lost their their mutual friend in Steve Rogers, but I'll just throw it out there because I know it's it's the question on a lot of people's minds. Are we going to see them in a battle for the shield kind of thing? Are they going to be battling to see which of these two becomes the new Captain America? They've both been Captain America in the comic books. I don't think they're going to be Captain America in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just don't think that's going to happen because I think that Falcon and Bucky, Sam and Bucky have quite possibly become more popular in the MCU as the characters they originally are than they ever were in the comic book. So I don't know if there's the need to kind of elevate them to being Captain America. 
And I also don't necessarily think you need a new captain on the team anyway in terms of a new Captain America because the new captain for the Avengers, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is going to be Carol Danvers. So with all of those things in mind, I don't necessarily know that... I just don't expect that we're going to see either one of them becoming Captain America. But what I could see potentially being part of the plot of that is if there's somebody else who tries to be Captain America and they realize that you know that person is not going to be fit for the job, that could be part of the plot. I don't really know. Uh, but I really think Captain America will go down as being, and this is, I'm sorry for spoiling some of that show, but it's more of being a symbol. Uh, and I only bring that up here because I, I just, I don't see this really being a battle for the shield, or even if there is a battle for the shield plot or subplot in the Disney Plus series, I don't think the ultimate resolution of that is that one of these guys ends up ends up becoming the new Captain America. I think they continue to be Falcon and then Bucky. He's not really the Winter Soldier anymore. He's just Bucky. Uh, but I think that's what they'll. I think that's what they'll be. But emotionally, it's going to be very interesting to see these characters, especially if they're dealing with a, a, a huge mutual loss. I think where I stand with the whole, as far as them taking the mantle, I think that's definitely on the table, and I, I don't think it's an, in, in like it's an impossibility. And I actually would, I would love to have that one of them take the mantle of of Captain America. And in, in my case, I think it would make sense for Bucky because for because Falcon's kind of already had his thing, you know. Whereas Bucky has a really tragic, you know, background, and as far as where he came from, you know, he did all these awful things and against his will. And it's like him trying to give back to his friend, his brother, and everything to me. Or and I, again, and I also would could see Falcon taking it too, or and maybe one of the cool aspects I think that'd be that'd be rad. I. I think with the streaming service idea is that maybe neither of them take the mantle, but they have the shield. And one of them, it's like a, not even a subplot, but kind of an underlying underlying uh, uh, kind of thing with them is like who takes the shield, like who gets it and who deserves not who deserves it. That's not the right answer. What I'm, I'm saying, but who should take it? And it's kind of like. Every episode, they kind of there's always a kind of little small talk of like, hey, you should take the shield. No, you should take it because of this, and you should take it because of that. And then at the very end, you know, they they figure out who gets it or they donate it somewhere or something like that. I like something where they're acknowledging that the shield needs to go somewhere where Steve would want it. And one of the things I loved about in the comic books when Bucky was taken as was put in as Captain America was when Captain America uh, what. And this is Ed Brubaker's genius, by the way. I think he, it was done brilliantly. I'm not sure if you remember this, Sean, but in the comic books, when Winter Soldier or when Captain America was assassinated by Crossbones mm-hmm. in Civil War, he had a will, and he and he and it was to Tony. And Tony, he he asked Tony to he, he needed two things from him. One was to um, one was to take care of Bucky. The second was to Make sure the the mantle of Captain America is done is is done properly. Like paraphrasing, and what Tony did was, I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone <laughs> and put them together. And I freaking love that story. I I, I need to re- go back and read that the old uh, Cap and uh, Bucky comics. It's great because because Tony says, you know, I'm I'm really bad at doing this. And I don't want to like disappoint Steve, so I'm just gonna combine the two things he asked me to do. And it, it, I would I'm not saying it has to do that, but I like that idea of of Cap asking, you know, Tony and or asking or asking even Falcon and, and Bucky at that point saying in a hologram being like, guys, I'm gone and 
I want you guys to have the shield. I want you guys to figure out where it needs to go or something like that, where they can kind of, it gives them some kind of connection with, uh, with each other and, or something like that. Or again, at least the one of them taking the mantle. I, I like the idea of taking mantles. I, it's just been my thing. I've always been my thing. It's just, it's cause I'm an old school comic book guy. I always want the mantles to be passed on because I just, I'm like that. So I selfishly want them to continue cap being Captain America. And I love the idea of Captain America films being, uh, moving forward with a cap or well, excuse me, with the Falcon or Winter Soldier, so I would love that for that to happen. And I think it'd be even cooler to have the as a that story being told at Disney Plus. Part of that, it's all the new quote unquote. It's all connected. The so, real, it's all connected. Yeah. So I, I for one, would love that, and I welcome it. I think it's still on the table, but I, I think there's going to be something. I think I would, I would bet good money that there's going to be some if if the if the series is is in fact real, which we we both agree it is, but. If it is, I think the shield and the legacy of Captain America is definitely, if Cap is dead, which I'm, we'll get into an end game, our end game uh, show eventually. But if if Cap is truly dead, then that legacy of Cap would be then a big focal point in that series. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even if it's not about the battle for the shield, I do think you know the the legacy of the ghost of Steve Rogers, whatever you would want to call it, if Steve is indeed dead. Uh, would be a huge driving factor in the series battle for the shield or not. Um, and I'm not against either one of them picking up the shield. I mean, I would prefer they just stay, you know, continue to have their own identities as they are as characters. I, I like the idea of legacy characters, but it, I don't necessarily need every mantle to be passed. And when it comes to Captain America, I certainly understand that the value of that mantle. And so I'm not trying to say this definitely won't happen or I would hate it if it did. Uh, I do think there's the potential but I ultimately think that you know Cap is Cap lives on more as a symbol as a, as a legacy as opposed to you know as as Steve Rogers though everybody remembering that specific character as opposed to not just the the mantle of Captain America. But we'll see what uh, we will see what happens with uh, with Sam and Bucky and also Rhodey. Uh, but I think all of these characters have a future. Uh, Sam and Bucky very likely to have a future. And Rhodey, arguably a little less likely than Sam and Bucky, but I still think he makes it out of Avengers Endgame alive. But that is where we are going to wrap up this episode. We will have a Patreon credit scene for this episode. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. There's all kinds of exclusive content, and you can even get your own private RSS link so you can access all of that content and the main show all in one feed. We have daily news shows, The Daily Bugle. Uh, two weekly Q&A shows, monthly exclusive episodes, all this kind of stuff available at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And the Patreon credit scene for this episode, Paul and I are going to be talking about the Disney Fox deal now that it has officially closed and taken effect, and Disney, therefore Marvel Studios, owns the rights to pretty much every Marvel character out there except for the Spider-Man license, which still lies with Sony. But right now, Marvel is still sharing that. So Marvel has access in some way, shape, or form, to pretty much their entire library of characters, at least for the moment. So we're going to be talking about that, and that's going to, you can get information on that episode and all the different tiers we have, all the different exclusives we have, again, at patreon.com slash News, And you can find us everywhere else on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at marvelstudiosnews, and on Twitter at marvelnewscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at herman22, a.k.a. Pitha. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 